Hello and welcome back to the Mr. Jones Watches podcast. In this episode, we speak to Korean American artist Hannah Sung. Hannah recently designed a limited edition watch for Mr. Jones Watches called Paper Crane. Keep listening to find out all about Hannah's career path, her inspiration for Paper Crane, and what projects she is currently working on. Congratulations on your new design. Thank you. Um, <laughs> could you just um, tell us a little bit about it and like your inspiration for the design? You know, it's a lot to do with my childhood, I guess. Like the, um, the whole idea of like a paper crane, it has a lot to do with like how I grew up when I was a kid in Korea. And, you know, a lot of people like I'm sure you heard of that term. Like if you make a thousand paper cranes, like your wish come true. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I grew up with like a kid saying and like kids will give those paper cranes to boyfriends or like someone who we like like it was kind of like a cute thing like among like a uh, children and friends like they were like sharing and we give it to friends as a birthday gift and stuff you know mm-hmm. but you know I I realized that like that's my childish dream like when I had like I that I don't recognize anymore um, somehow that dissolved into just um, my past and um, in a way that I don't no longer remember exactly what I was really wishing for while I was making those paper cranes. Mm-hmm. And somehow all of a sudden now that I look back, I'm an adult, you know, and um, that's the whole idea behind it. I wanted to make the paper crane and the real crane to soar through the night and the during the daytime. Um, but those two two um creatures simultaneously they exist together uh, but we just got to remember that um we have the childhood that we carry on for the future mm-hmm. so that's a that's the concept of it and um mr jones had such clever um and very interesting um way of displaying the art you know uh in the past so there was a lot of like inspiration i could pick it on from like in the past work Mm-hmm. from your team so yeah it was really fun for me <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a nostalgic thing for you now yes so how did you come to design for mr jones watches did you approach um the brand or did we approach you oh because my husband um so when i met him he introduced me that's how i actually knew mr jones mm-hmm. um i wasn't really too big on watches before until like i met my husband and then he showed me um the watch is the queen and king yeah mm-hmm. uh, he actually that was the first gift to me like a mr mr jones queen and king watch and then we shared it together uh and we go to vegas a lot actually that's where mm-hmm. also we got married <laughs> um so my husband uh introduced me mr jones a while back and then um somehow while during the quarantine life um he mentioned about hey like wouldn't it be cool like if if we get to like if you get to design it and he put a word into uh by email i guess and that's mm-hmm. how um i got connected with you guys so yeah <laughs> cool. and did you have like an idea before you approached um like were you thinking of watch designs before i did i mean to be honest yes i had this like couple of visions of like it would be so cool because like mr jones has such um cool way of like um making the detailed design mm-hmm. in the work so immediately the first thought i had was like 
um, Eastern Asian style mm -hmm. of like the watch display. And now that I actually kind of made it in a way, <laughs> with paper crane. Yeah. And then what was the process like for designing the watch? Like, was it difficult to work around like the watch movement? And did you just like sketch it out at first? You know what? There was a couple of difficulty in a way. Like I didn't know. Um, originally, I wanted paper crane to soar through the night, like on the second hand, mm -hmm. on the second plate. So I realized that second plate, I, I can't really make it with the second second plate with because um, it goes too fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, there was some couple of technical stuff that I wasn't aware of, obviously, because it's my mm -hmm. um, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, look, Crispin, Mr. Crispin Jones, mm -hmm. he was very kindly um, guiding me through like what works and what doesn't work, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it was a, it was a very like a huge learning for me, like how um, like watch works, the, the me mechanical work and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it was challenging, uh, of course, but it was a great challenging work for me like I had a lot of fun with it yeah and then obviously you don't normally design watches like you're normally an artist and I've um from looking at your work I can see that you do like loads of different types of work so how <laughs> would you describe yourself like are you an illustrator or an artist because when I look at your TikTok I feel like you could be like a makeup artist or something as well <laughs> I know I'm also like, I'm, I've been designing fashion too, like clothing. Mm -hmm. So this one is like what I designed, like in kind of similar style of art, I would yeah. say. Mm -hmm. um, like very like kind of Art Nouveau, mm -hmm. uh, um, very like curvy lines a lot. And that's what I like doing. Yeah, um, I, I can't stick to one thing. <laughs> it's an itch in me that I can't control. Like something about like, if I see something oh that looks fun like I want to do something about it but I want to make it mine yeah you know? mm -hmm. like I would never want to copy someone else's work because that's yeah that's that's me as an artist like I can't I don't I would never want to mm -hmm. um, so I want to make that as like something about like how I can interpret it or how I can make it as my signature and my mm -hmm. look or my attitude you know yeah um, so I guess meow your face is my new artist name that I picked up like about during the quarantine time, actually. Yeah, I was going to ask you where that came from, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, quickly to explain that here, uh, I guess. So that name from um, that I picked up, I wanted to show the attitude like meow is like a, you know, another word for cat yeah. like, in your face, you know. So I wanted to make it as like a kind of like that attitude to the world. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, my art is all over the place, like a performance art a lot to do with like sculpt like sculpture sometimes or makeup art sometimes or mm -hmm. even like clothing and fashion and design mm -hmm. um illustration so yeah i mean originally i came actually started working as an illustrator on uh, sketch artist for movies and tv shows yeah so, that's really cool uh -huh, um yeah but now now i'm like i'm expanding just <laughs> like going with the flow and like live like a wind is like kind of my motto in a way yeah um, but be me so do you not have like a favorite thing that you've done in the past that makes you think yeah I really want to like just concentrate on that I do um let me see where are you I gotta I thought I had it out 
Just a second. So that's okay. I've, I've been making a lot of like a sewing. Oh yeah, I've seen that <laughs> on your TikTok. My mask and stuff. <laughs> and also like a, I guess this is another one. Mm-hmm. Need like a word pillow. So it says a uh, watch me meow. So would you rather do like textiles and like fashion stuff rather than like um, paintings and things like that? I would say so. It's yeah. I. And for some reason, I'm realizing that, like, I'm just not a patient person to work on, like, one painting. Yeah. <laughs> it, in a way, it drives me nuts. It's kind of a constant fight with me as I'm staring at the canvas that's not finished yet. Yeah. I, I'm just, like, kind of constantly battling. Am I going to finish this or am I not going to finish this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel like you're not being productive. Yeah. And yes, definitely. 100%. And makes me feel like just I'm not into it enough that I don't want to start working on another canvas yeah although like idea comes here and there mm -hmm. uh recently I wanted to make a giant turd <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna put like a giant turd and put 2020 underneath <laughs> <laughs> so I mean like ideas like this come and go you know so like yeah. when ideas are there like I should do it then and, and yeah. try to get it done as quickly as possible otherwise um if it lasts more than like a couple of days and I lose interest <laughs> <laughs> because you studied illustration and animation at a college so yes. what type of work like were you interested in at the start of your career um I mean I'm not gonna lie Disney DreamWorks like yeah. all those or Japanese, like a uh, Japanese studios, mm -hmm. um, Ghibli, uh, Ghibli studios and stuff, you know, those, those are the stuff like what I was super interested in. That's where I was, that's where I was aiming for. Uh, like that, I, I think that's not a lie if I say that, you know, yeah, and that's all I knew to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, and I didn't really know much better about like what other options I had. Yeah. Uh, and, and especially because growing up as a kid that's like you know like the media constantly showing me those work and oh <laughs> like that's where I need to be you know yeah somewhat I you know kind of made it into that realm of that industry except I was working for marketing instead of production side mm -hmm. um, but yeah and, and kind of made me realize it's not you know like when you're young and you don't know Mm -hmm. about that your dream like where you want to be the destination because you don't know what that destination is exactly what's gonna pr be providing you yeah and once you actually get there you start to realize ah maybe it's not what I wanted yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so yeah I learned that pretty quickly and and that's where it made me realize I should be a freelancer so I can look for more other opportunity mm-hmm yeah, that's how it started, I guess. So when I've seen on your website and stuff, you've done work for like Netflix and Deadpool and Disney. Is that like the work that you're talking about? Yes. Mm -hmm. And are you like illustrating like ads for them? Was that what you were doing? Yeah, that was my job. Um, and I'm really grateful because I, I know a lot of people don't get that kind of opportunity as an artist as well, mm -hmm. you know? Like I, I, I work very hard for it to get there also, but you know, I, I'm very highly aware also that there's a lot of luck also comes with it as well to, to be in that position. So 
Um, I'm very grateful the the work that I've done or uh, the people I've worked with. Um, and I still work with them very gratefully, you know, mm -hmm. but although like I'm now moved out of LA and living in um, Iowa at the moment, um, which is like kind of middle of like just like in the, the America, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's very much more like known as an agriculture, like a farmland. Actually. Oh, okay. So, um, nothing like a major, like a corporate's like really involved, like for movies and TV shows, really. Mm -hmm. Like I, I kind of purposely put myself in here in Iowa in order for me to focus on what I wanted to do as an artist. Yeah. Um, it started off as like working on animation and storyboarding and movies kind of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. but now I am very much more driven into working on like a feminism art yeah. as well, feminist art mm -hmm. and just focusing on what I like doing or, you know, I'm about to paint like a giant turd 2020. <laughs> <laughs> your, your work um, as like an illustrator for movies and stuff do you think it like gave you like a good platform to go freelance yes definitely they help yeah it would help um because knowing that mostly like right now currently i'm working for them as a concept sketch artist mm -hmm. my a lot of my work is going to be ended up as um a concept sketch that's going to be presented to the movie studios or like a tv shows um, to show how the art is going to look on the street. Okay. Um, not necessarily for the actual art itself to be on the street. I'm not okay. sure if that makes sense. So, so, but so it, like a, pos a possible like draft of what it could look like? Yeah, the, the concept sketch work in the very beginning stage of the artwork. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't end up on the street, you know? Yeah. So my goal is to be eventually one day then my actual last piece of illustration um, to be picked up as a um, final piece and to be on the street. Yeah. Um, so that's my goal for now uh, in that industry. Yeah. Uh, while I'm still pursuing my other stuff, what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So it will definitely help me as a um, one of the platforms for my art uh, journey. Mm -hmm. when you're doing like a concept uh, sketch what's your process for it uh so usually they have a concept and ideas already presented to mm -hmm. me um by the art directors and uh, creative directors there because mm -hmm. it's all working as a whole team together yeah and um I happen to be the one that's uh going to be sketching um and to make it look nice to present it to the studios so yeah pretty much we like as you can imagine, just like I will be the one to draw it out for the concept that they present. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and my job is to make it look nice. Sometimes they'll give me more details about like how it's supposed to look or, um, you know, or how the characters are interacting. And I will, once I print, uh, once I finish sketching of it and they will give me the feedback how it's supposed to look or how I should change like you know the pose or attitude or um even the likeliness of the character sometimes so um so yeah it goes back and forth back and forth until they like and um the look that I present at the end uh, and and they finalize it and to present it to the um the studios 
Mm -hmm. Is there like more refining in that process than you found making a watch, designing a watch? Yeah, it was very similar, actually. Yes, it was um, um, Crispin Jones, Mr. Crispin Jones. And um, yeah, actually, it's mainly it was him that I spoke with, but uh, I'm sure he's been speaking to the team to um, get back and forth with mm -hmm. like uh, the idea of what I've been working on um, and give me the notes and reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it was exactly pretty much the same, actually. Mm -hmm. um, that I will sketch it out or I will draw it out and they will give me the feedback and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then can you tell me about like your personal projects? Like what are you working on at the moment? And like what's been your favorite project in the past? My favorite project in the past is boobles, boobs and bubble shape. Actually, in fact, that's the first project I started um, after moving from California. Mm -hmm. um, and considering myself like, like, cause I was a mer emerging artist. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Cause like, although I, I was an artist my whole life, but like an independent, a new one. Yes. Yeah. Without working for a company or corporate, you know, like mm -hmm. I never had a actual like exhibition of my own work before, mm -hmm. like outside of a school, you know? Yeah. So yeah, the first project I did, I picked up on was a boobs and bubble shape. Cause I wanted to make it like a fun, like a boobs you know it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all serious now but it, like honestly it's like a really funny thing like, yeah it should be it should be like that yeah it should be but somehow it became like way too serious because um because it became so yeah you know so I wanted to make it um much more about like real human thing and like you know actually it's like funny um, I wanted to make it like more humorous way of presenting it. So I, I made a giant boob beanbag. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I carried those boobs, like boobles, little, like a small shapes of those. Actually, I think I have them in here. Just a second. Oh yeah. There it is. Yeah. So I made like a lot of these, like some people call it onions. Also, actually I call these onions on TikTok. <laughs> Cause I can't call them boobs on TikTok, otherwise they will take. Oh, it down. they get taken down. <laughs> yeah, so I call them onions. So they look a little bit like onions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also I wanted to make it look like fruit because, like, I grew up in church, like when I was a kid, mm -hmm. uh, with church. I mean, so I wanted to kind of present an idea, like, as kind of a fruit way, <laughs> like in a biblical story, you know, related. So did you, uh, you did a show or an exhibition with that one? Yeah, in Iowa. Mm -hmm. I did. So yeah, that's my favorite project that I carried it to Korea as well. I carried it to East, uh, Southeast Asia as well, because there's a lot of um, women are also suffering from a lot of um, sexual assaults and stuff. So that's a that's my favorite project and right now I'm taking a break from it like from COVID-19 this quarantine and mm -hmm. um for my own personal reason at the moment but I'm definitely invested to go back into to go on full mode of my feminism artwork mm -hmm. uh when I'm emotionally mentally recharged again and um uh, man sorry as I'm speaking I I forget what was the other question because Along with that question, there was another uh, you asked. That's okay. Uh, um, it's just about um, the style of uh, your own projects, really. 
Oh yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, it's, you know, the reason I'm taking a, this um, break right now, cause I'm kind of really, really liking this whole life is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Awesome. Um, you know, so I, I'm kind of really like invested in that idea a lot right now. So that's why I wanted to make a giant tour 2020, like I said. So that's my new, that's going to be my next project or that's going to be my ongoing stuff. Okay. Um, what about how 2020 has been awful? How 2020 has been or how just world's been. And I'm, I'm yeah. even wanting to make a giant rainbow turd. <laughs> like that's how lgbt community community gets treated yeah the world you know <laughs> that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah so and also i wanted to give a little wings i don't know like i i also <laughs> like the idea a lot like uh poop with wings because <laughs> it's so absurd and kind of stupid i like it <laughs> sorry i'm laughing that's okay, Ooh, okay. <laughs> So if, if you made those, what would you do? Like, how would you show it? Would you, would it just be like promoted on your TikTok or? It will be promoted on the TikTok for now. And I will slowly start uh, reaching out to people. And, you know, I think it's really important. Like, you know, like I learned a lot from this experience with working with Mr. Jones is that what's the worst thing also can happen. Like when I ask. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. So yeah i'm i'm definitely like making that as a like lesson to my heart what to reach yeah. out more to yeah mm -hmm. um so yeah th that's my next goal um to to reach out to more another platform or to um other people mm -hmm. and then with your tiktok um did you mean to like put effort into it and like make it because you do have quite a lot of followers and you get a lot of views, don't you? So did you like make a conscious decision to make it a big thing or how did you go about it? You know, <laughs> it actually started as a competition with my husband. Like what, who could get the most followers? <laughs> no, yes, kind of, but mostly because he started making song while I'm asleep. Like he, he's a he's a rapper but he's a com comedic rapper so he okay. raps he actually made it to america's got talent did he <laughs> did and howard stern did not like him or all of them actually because <laughs> he was a pirate rapper okay so it's not it's very unique and like it's unheard of it's definitely not mainstream and he's his TikTok is very alt TikTok because mm -hmm. of it. Um, anyway, the point is like we started off making TikTok together because like we were on a competition almost, and he started putting breakfast on my head while I'm asleep because I'm just <laughs> a sleeper. I sleep very heavily, so he he started putting eggs on my head, or he started put like like really nicely cooked <laughs> egg, not like oh, being nice. yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, and he like. He'll eat it after, or I'll eat it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just in my head. <laughs> I'm not that dirty. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> he he started putting like bacon on my head and stuff. Like you know, so like people loved it. 
yeah. so much that he started getting a lot of followers and people started following me so he they can see like how I come back to him and stuff, you know? <laughs> like a prank thing. Yeah. Um, so that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing a little power. Oh, I can use my art here, yeah. you know? So I started um, making my conscious decisions mm-hmm. um, started putting myself uh, presenting myself as an artist more than just being comedic. But you know, like I don't, as you st- already saw my TikTok, like I'm an artist sometimes trying to pretend like I'm a funny person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and I have a lot of dark humor on it. Like, as you can tell, like as I'm talking about turd joke a lot, you know, like world is a turd. Um, I have a lot of like kind of dark humor. Like recently I posted about comment if you don't like your fathers. <laughs> I had a lot of comments there. <laughs> well, past comments. Yeah. Um comments like, oh <laughs> I wasn't gonna comment, but I guess I am commenting now. Like, you know, or or something like, oh, can't hate someone who's already dead, you know, like <laughs> It's such a, like, a dark joke. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, I, I'm kind of enjoying that humor as well on TikTok, because yeah. TikTok is, like, you gotta also have, like, you know, like, have a personality in a way. Yeah. Or to, survive. like, not, I mean, you know, I, I'm not that funny, obviously, but, you know, <laughs> but I really try. <laughs> so... Um, and I try to find the engagement, how I can also enjoy, um, engaging with the, the people on, yeah. on my followers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like, I like, uh, the content sometimes like I can make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I guess those are my conscious, like my conscious decisions, how I'm making and maneuvering my um, brand in a way yeah oh and cicadas oh my god what's that cicadas i'm obsessed with cicadas these days what's that Um, cicadas is like a bug uh oh yeah i was just i've seen it on your tiktok i was just about to ask because it looks like bugs you get a lot of your inspiration from them Actually, they're, they're another bug that, that I grew up with, like, in, in my childhood, mm-hmm. I guess. There's a lot in Korea, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know the sound? <laughs> like, all the sky? Yeah. They're very loud. Okay. Um, if you see, like, a Japanese movie or, like, a Japanese animation, you might hear that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the sound of the cicada. Um, but they live underground for, like, almost 4 to 17 years. And then oh, they wow. come out. They only live for like two to six weeks and they die. Wait, um, so they're alive underground for years and then they're just... That is so weird. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I know. It's such a rare... Like, there's no other species like that, like, I guess. Or, um, I don't know, maybe they do exist, but then I maybe I'm not aware of it. But cicada is just like one of those kinds, like very like old soul. Like, it's kind of funny to think about it on TikTok. Um, cicadas are more, usually more like, older than mm-hmm. most of the kids on TikTok there, you know? <laughs> so I've been, I've been, um, I, I haven't seen that in California for so long. And then when I moved to Iowa, I started seeing those. 
Mm-hmm. And I started kind of playing with like, not playing, obviously, like not torturing, but, you know, playing <laughs> with like how it's moving, like observing like very closely. And I started yeah. drawing, mm-hmm. you know, so that's been super fun for me because I'm, I feel like I'm revisiting my childhood again, you know, yeah. so I love it. And then apart from those bugs, um, where else have you like found inspiration from recently? What else? Um recently just the world not being great (laughs) yeah (laughs) black lives matters definitely black lives matter has been a huge impact on me and and it gave me a lot of awakening of like something i wasn't aware of yeah and something that i was in denial of also yeah Uh, maybe i always i was aware but i was also in denial Mm -hmm. um that I had to have like a deep uh, reconnection, reconnecting moment with myself to like be honest mm-hmm. about how I feel about this movement, you know? I think a lot of people felt the same over the, yeah. it had to happen. I thought it was a good thing that it all happened. I agree. Um, and it, it made me rethink about the whole, what's the word, My, model minority mm-hmm. as well. It's something I never really like thought about it and, with, and without really realizing, you know, and mm-hmm. never knew. And um, it was a lot of learning. Yeah. It was a lot of learning and unlearning. Mm-hmm. Um, unlearning because I think that's the hardest part because the whole life you're taught to or you're conditioned to think certain way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's why I, I do a lot of boobles, like a boob art as well and Mm -hmm. like vagina art art as well just because like that's that's what makes me like it's my attitude of like oh how about we unlearn about what we learned you know yeah like your version of activism yeah um obviously I I piss off a couple of people here and there sometimes Um, (laughs) some people comment like oh definitely you need Jesus in your life (laughs) you know like things like that well um, is that on TikTok as well Oh, on, on TikTok and on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I've been much more active on Instagram, like, a, about a while ago. I don't know if you saw my whole Instagram post was just Black Lives Matter. <laughs> um, and, oh, I got a couple of death threats. It was interesting. What, from posting about Black Lives Matter? Yeah. Um, and, I mean... I'm, I'm not make, making a complaint about it because obviously I'm fortunate enough and I feel, um, you know, there's a lot more cases a lot of people like go through about racism and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it was, I can only imagine for other people like what, like the activist or other people who's really vocal about like being advocate mm-hmm. um, for human rights, um, realizing that they they must go through so much of that, you know? Yeah. If we're just talking about it for those months and you get that reaction. Yeah. So that's been very much uh, inspiration for me as well. Mm -hmm. And then you also have spoken about how you're Korean and American. So how has those different cultures and your background influenced your work apart from like the paper crane? What? Um, I would say coming from Korea because I though I was born in Seattle in the United States I was 
living in Korea for 10 years when I was a kid, since I was five. Mm -hmm. um, Korea was a place where a lot of individuality was not accepted. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, US back then too, I believe, but like Korea more so, individuality was extremely limited. Mm -hmm. um, Whereabouts in Korea are you from? Are you from? <laughs> South Korea? South Korea. Seoul? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, they, um, being an artist is considered, oh, she didn't want to study mm -hmm. and he didn't have much talent for like the studious skill. Mm -hmm. So, like, not knowing what to do in life, they chose art. That's okay. like very common misunderstanding about like art career in Korea. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously changed a lot now, but then that's how, where, like, the time when I grew up. Yeah. And that was a, that was the stereotype that I, I had to grow up with mm -hmm. a lot. I think to an extent, like, creative careers are still, like, looked down upon a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Korea is much more, it's a little more intense, I would say, like, Asia. Yeah. Cause, like, um, cause it's, that's what you, they, the parents, like, very harsh on it. Like, you yeah. know, like, you can't be a doctor, you're a failure, like, you know, <laughs> you can't be a lawyer, <laughs> um, you're not my son anymore, like, <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> but, you know, so that, it, it was pretty, like, a harsh thing, um, yeah. in that sense, so, and I guess, because it, with that stereotype, and, and knowing myself, uh, since I was young, I was very competitive, Mm -hmm. I grew up in very spartanic art style I would say like so I was supposed to finish one drawing a day in in an art tutor place like in four hours I was supposed to finish one work like one full finished work like I've never months. heard of that like having a timed limit to finish it. very intense so like because it's so competitive in Korea like you know it's such a like it's a small country you know mm -hmm. like um so you have to compete like to the best of the best otherwise like people wouldn't recognize you like that's kind of mentality they have you know yeah um or you have to go to a really good school like otherwise you're a failure like you know mm -hmm. that kind of like mindset so i i i grew up c competitive mm -hmm. um, that because i had no choice I yeah think that's a better way to say it like it's not because i wanted to be like, I, of course I wanted to, but, you know, but it's almost like it didn't leave me any choice to me in a yeah. way, you know? So, and with that, I guess, thankfully, I became very skillful, <laughs> very skillful. Um, but in a way, I lost the, a lot of, like, imaginative creativity. Yeah, because you were focusing on, like, how it looked. Like yeah. Mm. Like the skill was so focused that a lot of my imaginative, like creativity side was um, almost like eliminated at that time, I, I would yeah. say. Mm -hmm. And it was a challenge for me when I moved to the United States because like I didn't know how to be like illustrative, like that storytelling style, like, you know, although like, uh, yeah, it's, I was, I felt like that was quite challenging for me. Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm having my free time, like working as a, um, my independent artist, you know, on my own, 
I'm revisiting that Korean style a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, it's not never, I was never really taught to draw like an Asian style, like um, such style, like Eastern Asian art style. Mm-hmm. But subconsciously, I'm like wanting to do that a lot more. Yeah. And, um. So, yeah. And I guess that's where I'm now mm-hmm. um, compared to like how I, how my art style transitioned mm-hmm. um, in a way. When you say you're like going back to like East Asian styles, are you like looking for like inspiration there, like looking at other works or do you just like know what to do? Uh, I do um, just, I don't know. Now that I actually, you, now that you asked, hmm. Or is it that you just look at it after and it has like East Asian themes? After, so I'm really, you know what, actually, now that I think about it, um, I'm very infatuated with ink drawing yeah. a lot. And the re- one of the biggest reasons why is because uh, it's very unforgiving when I make a mistake mm-hmm. on ink drawing you know? So like if you, and for some reason, I don't want to sketch, sketch it out first. I just start drawing. Yeah. Because it is on the ink on the paper right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's even extra like unforgiving, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I have to like think ahead while I'm drawing the composition and like the, how the line is going to go in certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, 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 re- it requires much more precisions. I would say. And is that like a Korean style ink drawing? Usually, actually, yes. It Asian, like traditional Asian um, style of art is you don't really get to use like a graphite sketching at all. Mm-hmm. You just draw on the paper, like paint on the paper right away. Mm-hmm. It's like a usually, um, not that I never done that. Be- like I, I never done that actually, to be honest, like, uh, but it just kind of, I don't know why that became so inspiring to me. Oh, you know what? I know. As I'm speaking, like, it kind of clicks in my head. <laughs> That's okay. Lee Jun Ki. Yeah. He's a Korean. I think that's his name. Oh, no. God, I I don't know why I can't think of his name. Oh, Lee Jung Ki. Well, I don't want to give a wrong name here. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I understand. So there's this uh, a couple. There's a couple of Korean uh, artists that I ha- I was very inspired by. Like, and he's just drawing with um, from his memory, and he must have some insane photographic memory. Mm-hmm. He can just memorize like the whole different perspective of human, like the the life form, mm-hmm. um, and he just draws it out um he's incredible Mm -hmm. um so while I was like um exhibiting his work I started like getting some inspiration like I love ink Mm -hmm. um I know I can't be as like um brilliant as his work but I would like to um make it my own way yeah um, of like making my style so I started like practicing more like in drawing uh, with like looking at a reference image um, and I just draw it out without sketching mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what made me, I think that's what made me off. <laughs> so sorry. It's the okay. Question was, the question was, I had a, I had a reason talking about this. About your inspiration for ink drawing. And I was asking. Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. That's, that's why, how it started. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point I wanted to make. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> uh so yeah it's been it's been helpful for me like a drawing in ink style and yeah. I get that's what made me like um subconsciously kind of made it into more like an Asian look of it mm -hmm. um Eastern Asian style yeah yeah as well as well as ink you've already said that you really like working with ink is there like another um, material or method that you like to work with I do I do um I don't know why like in college time like during my college years like my professor's been like oh like you are really good with ink you should continue working on ink mm -hmm. and I was like refusing no <laughs> I don't want to do ink like I want to do more colorful like you know but I always made it really like kind of nostalgic piece with ink a lot yeah although I hated I I, I claim that I hate working with ink you know because you were being told to work with ink <laughs> that's why you yeah didn't I, you know what yes I get it <laughs> Yes, exactly that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I always loved ink for some reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Was there but, like anything else that you liked working with apart from ink? Anything else? Um, with specifically for illustration, um, I also like color pencil a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Um something about it I like working with like a red and blue mm -hmm. red, can you tell yeah I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, red and blue is such a like a combination color that's that um it's so passionate mm -hmm. and it's so nostalgic to me to me like um the it's very emotional Mm -hmm. for me as well and like in that red it gives so much passion and that focal point sometimes like how I want however I want to make the eyes to go to in certain vocal vocal, mm -hmm. vocal point as well um is there a lot of red and blue like in your work now I would say so mm -hmm. um initially like in actually paper crane too like on the Mr. Jones um design that I uh that I work with I initially I was in, in my mind I wanted to make the paper cranes and the crane to be like like both red in it mm -hmm. um yeah it's just something about like that red I wanted to like make people to like look at that yeah cool um so that's all the questions I have for you um but thank you so much uh for coming uh speak to me and if there's anything else uh you want to talk about then we can <laughs> oh uh i guess that's it um meow your face uh <laughs> i have instagram and um uh, instagram and twitch and twitter so and tiktok so i guess that's that's what i always forget to tell people whenever i'm on interview or like on 
on a platform. Like I'm, I should say it, but I keep forgetting, you know. <laughs> so today I remembered. Yes. <laughs> well done. It was really interesting to speak to Hannah and find out more about her creative inspiration and career. You can find Hannah's website at www.hannah-sung.com and on social media platforms at meowyoface. Thanks for listening. Follow us on all social media platforms at Mr. Jones Watchers.